And he stayed back, and he remained alone, and then he got into the wrestling match with the Malach, with Esau's Malach. There are a few explanations of what it means, what, where he left, where he was left alone. Umehem, amongst them is, Wa'alif, the Gemara Zak, the Gemara says, As is vert arab gebracht beshine loshen in Pirish Rashi Alter, and this is also quoted slightly differently in Rashi, that he remained behind in order to collect, to go retrieve some small jars which had been left behind. And this is actually learned from the word levade alone, as the, the Tesis says, don't read levade himself, he remained for his jar. The kad means a jar. He remained behind for the jar, for the purpose of the jar. A second explanation is a medrash state. The medrash says, just like in regards to Hashem, it says in the passage, that Hashem is all on his own. He's on a level all, he's elevated to a level where nothing else can is on that level. He's all alone in that stratosphere. So also in regards to Yaakov it says, and he remained alone, which means he remained on this plane, on the, in this place where nobody can approach. He's so far removed from everybody else. As was discussed many times, all, all interpretations of the same Pasuk certainly then if it's if we're talking about the same word different interpretation of the same word have a, all the different explanations are somehow connected they're all explaining the same pasuk or the same word so they are connected we have to understand what is the connection between the two interpretations of levadai in our case, because to, in, not only do they not seem similar, but it would seem that they they seem to be opposite, explaining opposite ideas. Why? According to the, what the Gemara says, is Yaakov's Yaakov remained behind for small matters. Things which have very little value, small jars, that's what he remained behind for. In fact, the word actually expresses that. That levade is reinterpreted as lekade. So, in other words, levade means for small matters, minor matters. Bakegn, on the other hand, according to the way the Medrash explains it, that Yaakov remained alone expresses, describes something extremely elevated about Yaakov. It's similar to what we say about Hashem, that He is on a place all His own. 
So also Yaakov was in a place all his own. The Inyan von Achtus describes the unity, the oneness that nothing else can approach Hashem. And in fact, it describes a level of Hashem that will be revealed only when Mashiach comes. As the Pasuk over there says, the Nizga of Hashem Levade, Hashem will be elevated all on His own, by Yom Hahu on that day. That day means the time when Mashiach comes. As the Pasuk continues, so therefore we're describing Hashem as He will be revealed when Mashiach comes, and that's what we're comparing Yaakov to. So we're comparing Yaakov to the very highest levels. And the other interpretation talks about Yaakov in his connection with the most minor things. Base. Since you do as the Shalosh schreibt, it's well known what the Shalosh writes. As Alamiyadeh Shana, that all the Yomim Tevim of the years, and Marubas in the Parsha Satayra, can be found, uh, allusions to them can be found in the Parsha and the Tayra, which are read in the time when these Yomim Tevim occur. So whatever parsha is being read at a time when a Yom Tov occurs, you can find reference to that, um, to that Yom Tov in that parsha. The fun is verstandig. So from this we understand that again the mayat from Yutis Kislev in regards to the Yom Tov of Yutis Kislev, versus Chal Bekamashonim, which occurs many in many years, videm yor, like in the year uh, that this sicha was said in Shabbos parsha vayishlach, like in that year it was actually on Shabbos parsha vayishlach. As the teichem for Yutas Kislev is merumas and parsha v'yishlach, so therefore, the uh, the what Yutas Kislev is about can be found referenced in parsha v'yishlach. So to understand what the connection between Yutas Kislev and parsha v'yishlach is, we first have to explain. Does was teiras achsidus is nizgaligavor and dafkin the teiras achreinim. The reason why achsidus was revealed became known only in the most recent generations and not in the earlier generations like in comparison to us they are like the angels we are like mere people so why was it revealed to us and not to them it would seem that it should be revealed to the greater generations so the reason for this there are two explanations why it took place only in our generations one explanation is because of the darkness and the double darkness and a yet again double darkness that became the reality in recent generations especially in the generation as we are on the heels of Mashiach Therefore, we need a greater light to deal with this darkness. That should be able to help us overcome this darkness as well. A second explanation is, similar to what it says in the writings of the Arizal, and it's actually quoted in the Magan Avram, which is the Balagul of Asimcha, of course he, uh, it's his celebration of Yutas Kislev, and he bring, they bring it Lahalacha. the Alter Rebbe brings it as Lahalacha. as Erev Shabbos, that on Friday Dafmin Trazuchum for the Machal of Shabbos, one is meant to taste of the food which has been prepared for Shabbos as expressed by the Pasuk Tayamer Chaim Zochu 
those who taste it earn life. Azayus is oich in the clothes they get tagged from Shit al So in a similar way, when we talk about the the big week, there's that the world is created for six for six millennium, six thousand years, and the seven thousand year is the millennium of Mashiach. So we are now at the end of the six uh, toward the second half of the sixth millennium. So therefore, as in the let's the daughters for Mashiach, and therefore in these last generations before Mashiach, which is the Erev Shabbos from Yom to Yom Shkula Shabbos, which is the Friday afternoon of the day which is completely Shabbos, which is the seventh millennium. There is given to us a an illumination, at least a taste of an illumination, the way it is from a, of a revelation of the inner dimension of Torah which it will be fully revealed through Mashiach so even we were given at the end of the 6th millennium after the second half of the 6th millennium we were given a taste of the inner dimension of Torah which is, will be revealed fully by Mashiach in the 7th millennium so it's like tasting the food of Shabbos on Friday afternoon and it's true for these two explanations about why Chassidus um, was revealed only in the in our generations. We find the two opposite extremes. Similar to what we explained about why Yaakov remained was it some high eleva- elevated thing or is it something minor? We see the same two extremes here. According to the first explanation, it comes out as the Gilui Oirach Sidus and Doris Achreinim that the revelation of Sidus only in these last generations is Mitzad Zayin Nidarekait is because of the lowliness of these generations, because of the deep darkness of these of this uh, period that we live in. So the in Adi Doris. Because of the great darkness of these generations, Fadatzich, therefore, was required. It's necessary to 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 oppose those that darkness. The gilifunim or naila from pnimisatayra. It needs a revelation of this higher level of light, which comes through the inner dimension of tayra. Masha'enkein loyd the tzveitas, but according to the second explanation that we gave, is the giliach sidus in the deiras achrein and the reason for the revelation of sidus in these last generations. Fabunamit Mailas Azman is connected with the elevated status of this time. Because Zayindik Bibkinus Erev Shabbos Lachatzais, since we are now Friday afternoon before the Gaula, from the Gilead Lassa, therefore there is already somewhat of a revelation of the what will take place, what will happen when Mashiach comes. So this generation, this period is a time of elevated status, so close to Mashiach, so we get a little bit a taste of Mashiach already. Gimel, the beer and them, so to explain this matter. Says Yedua, it's well known as Yutas Kisavat Uvgitan, the Aschola from the Iker from Yafutza Maynasecha Chutza. Yutas Kislev brought about the beginning of the real thrust of the spreading of Chsidis, the wellsprings of the Torah of Chsidis, to the outside, to the furthest reaches. It was only after Yutaskisov that Alter Rebbe took on to publicize Chsidus in every way possible. The Afatsa from Ayanus Chsidus to Aliyidin 
to spread chassidus to every Jew, even to such Jews that find themselves on the outside in comparison to the inner place of Torah and mitzvahs and so on, they are on the outskirts of that because they don't practice Torah regularly and they learn Torah regularly, do mitzvahs regularly. To, even to them, we have to spread chassidus. It's been discussed many times about the Rebbe emphasized the words the wellsprings have to be spread to the outside. What does that mean? As does main, what it means is as the mayonis alain that the wellspring itself have to be able to arrive to the outer uh, reaches as I said. Which means, not only, one could say that the, the light of chassidus should be kept on the inside, but it should reverberate to the outside. The effects of it should reach the outer place, but not that you should actually bring chassidus to such places where, which are called the outside. So we say, no, the wellsprings themselves should go to the outside, not just their effect in the world should reach the outside. Repeat. Not only do the wellsprings have an effect on the outside, while they themselves remain on the inside, nor but rather the wellsprings themselves have to go out to the chutzah. Even more so, the mayonas dafens are gefinin in chutza in anoifim fun yafutsu. That when we talk about the wellsprings going out to the outside, to the out, outside places, they have to be there in a way that they spread out. Zich vashpreitin in chutza to spread out into the outside. Bizas yeder pratu nekuda, which means not just one general place in chutza, but it has to permeate every single nook and cranny of the chutzah. Every detail from chutzah zol zayin durgenum and durch the mayana should be permeated. Every detail, every place, every spot, every idea of chutzah should be permeated by the teachings of chutzah. So since everything about Torah starts within Torah, is moving as oich der inyo from your chutzah minus chutzah, so it's understood that this idea of your chutzah minus chutzah the that this spreading of the revelation of the of Chsidis to to the Eden Velchikvinza to those Jews who find themselves in the outside, what we call the outside. The spreading has to start from within Torah. What does it mean? What does that mean? That the that Chsidis has to reach to the furthest reaches of Torah itself, which means that it has to go, reach into Nigla of Torah, to the revealed part of Torah. Until they, the Nigla of Torah becomes permeated with Chassidus in such a way that they become one and the same. So the, the idea of Hafatzas HaMayonas Chutzah within Torah means Chassidus must reach out into Nigla and illuminate Nigla as well. Which mean, what does that mean? Oich far the Malten Rebbe, even before the Alter Rebbe, Zanigaven Gedoli Yisrael, there were great Jewish scholars and leaders, for Zanigaven Grois in Beide Chalke Atayra, 
who were giants in both areas of Torah. They were giants in Nigla, and they were giants in, uh, let's call it Kabbalah. Sai in Nigla, Torah, Sai in Nista, the Torah, both in the revealed part of Torah, as well as the concealed part of Torah, Kabbalah. Upashat, and it's obvious. Azeir limud Nista, the Torah, that when they started, studied Kabbalah, Obviously, after they studied Kabbalah, their understanding and the study of Nigla the Torah also was done on another level, in another way. So it did affect their Nigla as well, even before the Alter Rebbe. From Dezvegen, this is Bazegeven, in an Eifem, from Zwei Bazunder Chalakim. Still, it was seen as two separate areas of Torah. There is Nigla the Torah, there is Nister. Kabbalah. Obviously, when one learns Chassidus uh, uh, or Kabbalah, it's going to have an impact on his Nigla as well. But they're still seen as two separate areas of study. What's called Galia and Sasim, revealed and concealed. And that's where this unique contribution of the Alter Rebbe came about. That he united, he brought together these two areas of Torah. That they're not to be seen as two separate areas of Torah, but that they each impact the other. They're really one and the same. There are no two areas of Torah. Torah is one. Torah has one study, just like there's, there's halacha and there's drush and so on. They're not two separate areas of Torah. They're all one Torah. So also, chsidus is one and the same with Nigla the Torah. It's all one Torah. As the Rebbe often points out that the Alter Rebbe's name, Shnei Ur, which means two lights, it's all one word. It's all contained in, his, in one name that the two areas of Torah, two lights of Torah, are all really one and the same. Since the Yidden are tied in with Torah, even more so, He Chayenu, the we uh, the Torah is our very life. That's what we are about. When you throw and Yidin and the Torah are one and the same, are all one. Is moving and therefore it's understood that Shemvia Sizda Der Inyan from your foot to my and Torah. That just like there is this idea of the spreading of the wellsprings of Primisa Torah to the outside happens within Torah, which means as we said the Ichud from Sosim Begalia the Torah, the the integration of the outer and inner dimension of Torah becoming one so it's also, it's also true of the Yidin the Neshama, the essence of the Yidin in other words that by Yidin there is also the coming together, the spreading of Chassidus within the Jewish experience, meaning through the revelation of Chassidus there is this idea of spreading the wellsprings within the person himself. The integration of the concealed and the revealed within the neshama. Which means, it's true, that even before Chesidus was revealed, the light of Amuna, which is the inner dimension of the neshama, Sosim the neshmasa, the inner concealed part of the neshama it's not something that can be understood, it's just there hard to put your hand put your hand on it to figure out what exactly it is 
and it's something which is transcends seichel intellect. Even then, emuna had given also had its impact on the way a yid thought, the way a yid felt. Of course, it had an impact. The fact that a person was a believer, a yid was a believer. Of course, it changed the way he thinks and feels. As that also the capacity for understanding, for intellect, and for feelings, and so on, so on, should be completely different. From Desvegn, still, is the Amuna the idea of faith remained concealed. It was, it was not understood, it was difficult to understand what exactly defines Amuna, what does it mean, where does it come from, and it remained it remained a trend, it remained transcendent of our ability to be able to understand and grasp what exactly is amuna the alter rebbe hat uvgetam the alter rebbe accomplished brought about as the amuna that this amuna as well as kabbalas which means simple submission which is also something transcendent of seichel which represent the inner dimension of the neshama which by definition by their by in their essence are beyond our understanding so should completely permeate the person totally until the altar brought about that amuna became a very dominant part of of Jewish life that Kabbalah soil became a very dominant part of Kabbalah, uh, of Jewish life, not just that it's there in the background we're operating in the background and having its influence on the way you think and the way you speak and the way you uh, do things and so on until they became they became one with the Neshama it's become so much a part of the way a Yid lives somebody that learns Chassidus that, that it becomes a part of how you function in Seichel Gufa zon sich ablegen und der Herren und der Herren that in Seichel itself it should sit we should be able to comprehend and it makes sense the union of Shalom Aylam HaSeichel such things which which really are transcendent of Seichel Emunah is something which transcends Seichel yet when a person learns Chassidus Emunah becomes part of your thinking it becomes the way you think so in other words, it permeates the way you think as well. That was an accomplishment of the Alter Rebbe. Hey, Kishem this is by Yeder and Befrat, just like this is true for every individual. As Chassidus Hatar Oiv Geton Dem Yafutzim and Esachon Dem Ichud Fun Mayim Shabeneshama Bitten Chutzim Shabeneshama, which means what we just described means Chassidus brought together the fountain, the spring of the Neshama which is the, the like Amuna and so on, those things are connected directly into the Neshama to the essence of the Neshama and they became connected with the outer dimension of the Neshama which is your Seichel and your Midas, the way you function it's also true by the Jewish people as a whole because all Yidin together make up one big structure of one of the Jewish people the, how is that expressed the Rashi Alpha Yisro 
the heads of the Jewish people, the, the Rebbe, the leader, the, the Tzadik Hadar, and so on, whatever word you call it. Which are like the head and the brain of the Jewish people. They are like this wellspring. That's where all the ideas come from. That's where all the inspiration comes from. That's where it all comes from. So the leader, the Rebbe, is the, the Mayan, the wellspring. Izamol, once upon a time, far Gilearsidus, before Chsidus. Given the say that the way things had worked was as the Gedolei Souls and given upgezundet from Zeira in Zeira Dal Damas that the the leaders were sequestered, secluded within their own space. Emes Taka true as a having gehatash of the close on Israel true. Of course, they had an influence on the Jewish people. Their influence spread out from them to the Jewish people, but they themselves remained sequestered in their own shul, in their own yeshiva, and so on. How did they have their effect on the Jewish people? Tzidur Torah, whether it was through the Torah that they taught, which was studied under them. Or because people knew about their great, you know, they were very pious people and so on and they had the way they behaved and so people took inspiration from the way they behaved and they learned from them that's how they influenced the outside meaning the other yidden that were around them but they themselves remained away from the outer places they didn't travel around they didn't go to people they remained in their place it's only that they had an influence, an effect of Klolos on Israel and the Jewish nation as a whole, on of Pratim Israel as well as on individuals as well. But that changed. The Seder avoided from Yefutzim and Esecha Chutzah to Avgitan. The new way of of the behavior and the work of a Rebbe of a Tzaddik was that came about through the idea of Yefutzim and Esecha Chutzah. That brought about as the Gedolei that the Gedolei Sol should not remain secluded in their own spaces. But they themselves should travel out and go out to the out, outer the reaches. That in the outside they should see the uh, the poverty of their people. And what he means by poverty here is vas ein ani that poverty means in knowledge and understanding. They saw that the Jewish people were not up to standard on what they could be, so they saw that unreiden mitn ani, and therefore they engaged with the poor people, what he calls poor people, adamloshin in the language or with the isis or with the word, the kind of words, the kind of. Uh, speech was that that person would be able to understand and relate to so it changed by the fact that the Reb, the Tzadikim began to travel and reach out to the people on the outside and meet them in their, in their place and speak to them in their language so that they could influence them and they could inspire them Nochmer even more since as we said the wellspring has to reach every place and every detail of the out, outside. Is moving, it's understood. 
which meant that the Gedele Yisrael, the Rebbes, they had to also get involved in the material needs of the people. Since they have to reach out into the very furthest reaches, into every place, and Yidin have material needs also. So they addressed that too, and they dealt with that also. Even though at one time, the material needs of, uh, of Akal Yisrael were not really the purview of, uh, of uh, a scholar. He had no idea of how to make things happen for people to have Parnassah. So that's how Yefutzum and Esecha Chutzah affected the Jewish people as a whole, the Jewish community as a whole. Vav Teira is the neshama from Velt. Teira is the soul of the world. V'chazal Sagnez, our sages tell us that the Velt is b'shafin v'ram b'shvil ha-Teira shenikras reishis. That the world was created for the purpose of Teira, which is called the first. And that's why it says b'reishis, for the purpose of reishis, which means Teira according to one explanation, so that the world was created for the purpose of Torah. So if that's what the world was created for, means that's the inner purpose of the whole world, in other words, the soul of the world. Is the fun verstandig, so we understand, as we bald as Yutas Kislev hot uvgetan, a chidosh in Torah. Since Yutas Kislev brought about this new dimension of Torah, hot sich memeilu uvgetan bedugna so therefore since Torah is the soul of the world, and if the soul changed, I don't know, changed, but became newly infused with a new light and a new energy and a new purpose, so then it must be that it also affected the world. The world was also changed as a result of that. Vahabir, to explain that, as is Yudua, it's well known, as mitzad helem von oilam, that from, from the perspective of the world, because the world means concealment of godliness, so from the perspective of the world, the only part of godliness that we could reach within the context of the world, is only that godliness which is involved with the world, with the running of the world, with the creation of the world, the part of Hashem which relates to the world. Which is otherwise known as the name, which is the numerical value of the nature, and how do we reach that part of godliness? By observing the world around us. We can reach the knowledge and the understanding, the recognition, as Yesh that there is somebody, somebody is running all this. In other words, Hashem is running it all. What we cannot reach, we can reach Alakim, which is the name of the part of Hashem which runs the world, which is involved in the world, but we cannot reach through our own meditation, uh, through our own thinking, the name Havaya. Because Havaya, by its nature, transcends the world. In fact, the word Havaya means past, present, and future all at once, which means beyond space, beyond time. So therefore, that is something that is beyond us, and we, have no, we don't have the tools to be able to reach that. It's beyond us. Even though there is some revelation of Havaya into the world, with, for instance, through miracles which happen from time to time, which are a revelation of Havaya. That's what a miracle means, by and large, which means that it's something which transcends nature. So how do you get something transcendent of nature happening in the world? It's because Havaya, the transcendent part of Hashem, has infiltrated into the world. 
from Desvegen still, even though there is some penetration of Avaya into the world, is the Snishaych Gufa, the name Avaya is not connected to the world itself. The other to the contrary, does When a miracle like that happens, what it means is it disrupts the in the very nature. It disrupts the world, the way the world is normally run, and that's what a miracle means. In other words, it's not something of the world, it's something which is outside the world, and therefore disruptive to the world. Chassidus Atuv Gitan, Chassidus brought about, as in Veld Gufa, that even in the world itself, there should be a revelation of godliness, that is by nature transcendent of the world. And therefore, Chassidus explains also in regular human intellectual, uh, in a human intellectual capacity, which is, for instance, with Misholim, it gives certain parables and analogies from the which those parables and analogies are obviously things of the world. That's why we can understand the parables, and that's why it teaches us about things that we know very little about. So those parables and analogies explain the velt, the develt is how the world is connected with a godly, with godliness. Chassidus took it upon itself to explain that not only can we relate to the word, to godliness as it is found within the world, as it functions within the world. But we can even relate to godliness as it transcends the world. How did it happen? Because it gives certain analogies which explain to us that just as there is a godliness which is within the world, there must be a godliness, a godly uh, entity, which is transcendent of the world. But it explains it to us in a way that we can actually understand it. In other words, that Chassidus brought the Mayonis, the fountain, which is the essence, meaning the godliness which transcends the world, into the world, into the chutz of the world, in comparison to the place of Avaya, is of course the outer reaches. So that it brought, it brought the fountain into the, into the chutz, our world. Zayin, the Eshloimar, and one could say, as the Mitzvah Mavur, this explains what Alter Rebbe writes in his well-known letter about Yutas Kislev as the Geul of Yutas Kislev that the, the, the redemption of Yutas Kislev is given in an oif and wasn't happened in such a way from these, uh, quoting his words Hashem Hashem showed amazing things and he showed great things Lasses Ba'aretz to things he, he made happen in the world. He did amazing and great things which happened in the world by, through Hashem's intervention. So he uses these words. So now the Rebbe sets out to explain these words. In the Seder an Hoga Vida Ebishta feared the Vel, the way Hashem conducts the world, there are two ways in which he runs the world. One is Han Piteva, the natural order of things. If you look around nature, you don't see in an any manifest way, in a way that is obvious, that it's all a godly energy that's making it happen. It looks like it's nature. That kind of running the world happens through the name of Lekim, as we said before. Then there is the second way, when one can see 
Hashem's divine intervention in a very obvious way. You see that this is godly. This didn't happen through nature. This happened from something higher. As in the Ranhagas Ateva is Nikke, that when, even if you observe nature, you see about this, this event that happened, there Eir Vachayas the godly energy and light, when the Hashgacha Protest and divine providence that Hashem made it happen in a certain way, was the Anhagen Nemtz Zich from Shemavaya, that kind of behavior, which means where you can observe in a way that is obvious that this is Hashem's doing, that means Havaya. Elakim means that Hashem's hand in it all is concealed. Havaya means it becomes obvious that He's running it all. Un in deran gufa. In fact, in the way that Havaya sometimes involves itself in the world, there are also different ways in which it happens. One is, in a way that is would be called, so to speak, in a small way. And let's say, in terms of greatness, this is not the biggest uh, intervention of Hashem, it's in a small way. As the Ashgacha Protest ved the head, that Hashem's divine providence is only observed or sensed in the Anhogic Bedarki Ateva. It seems as if it's all happening naturally. But yet you see that it's Hashem's invention, in intervention. Another way is in an oifem fun. He'll explain these. Uh, he'll explain them soon. In an oifem fun godless, in a way that is super great. You know, it's oh, this is something big. Higdil, as expressed by the Alter Rebbe's word, Higdil. He did greatness. That when those ver the heret and unplugged them, it becomes. You can sense, and it becomes uh, revealed. It becomes obvious in an an teva in a way that completely transcends nature. Al derech as uh, our sages say, dover godel that what is called at uh, the great areas of Torah, ma'isem recover the study of the uh, supernatural within the world, the esoteric. That's called the great things things which are understood within the world that's called small small things the big things are the esoteric things Ober, however when we talk about great uh, this is a big thing whenever you say something is big it means big in relation to something else to what? to the small thing so you see you can draw a a line from the small thing to the big thing. They're ultimately they're connected to each other. Sees in the Sug Norgresser, it's in the same general category, but this is great and this is small. Amol sometimes it's much greater, but it's still but it's not completely out of the realm of nature. It's something bigger than nature. But it's not totally out of the realm of nature. Then there is the third way. The Anhogen Anoifim from Hifli, when Hashem conducts himself, uh, conducts the world in a way that is absolutely amazing. Something which is completely removed from any context of nature. This kind of behavior just completely transcends nature. You can't draw a line from that to nature at all. These three ways in which Shemavaya functions in the world, 
sometimes. They actually represent three different types of miracles that happen in the world. As we said, Havaya is what produces miracles in the world. If there are three ways in which Havaya uh, functions within the world, it means there are three different types of miracles that occur. There is, number one, there are miracles which are, they wind their way through the natural process. They work through nature. Sometimes you can't even tell that it's a miracle. It just looks like it just happened. Things happened and they all came together in the right time, right place. Like the miracle of Purim. It was just a series of events which uh, if, you were to, if you lived at the time, it might have been hard to figure it out because we read it in, in a half hour. But then it took 10 years until the whole thing un, un, unwound, the story unwound. So who remembers what happened 8 years ago and how it affects now? So it happened within nature. The king got angry at his wife. He killed her. A new queen was chosen. Happens to be a Jew. She's there at the right time in the right place. When Hama makes his uh, decree... Mordechai was in the right place in the right time to hear the story, it gets recorded and so on, these are all just stories that happen which turned out into salvation to save the entire Jewish people that even though it is Havaya working within the world and the reason we call it Havaya is because when you look at it you see the divine intervention. You see that everything just falls into place in the right time, in the right place. And it becomes obvious that that's what happened. But this is what's called a small miracle. It happened within nature. The whole thing was just a natural unfolding of events. As we said before. The second way is Nisim Gluyim. Miracles which are obviously miracles. But they also are connected to nature. They're obviously a miracle, but they are still connected to nature. And he gives examples. And one could say, as Alderach says, that this was, this could be said about the conquering of Yericha through Yehoshua. Over there, what happened was, they marched around the, the wall of Yericha. It was an impenetrable uh, city. And if you were able to conquer that city, then the whole, the whole country is open to you. So they had it well fortified. It was a big wall. And so the, the, what they did was they walked around the wall seven times, blew Shafer, the wall collapsed. And then they went in and they, they fought a war inside. So that was obviously a miracle. But after the miracle of the collapsing of the wall, which was a miracle which was not in any way, would not be considered natural in any way, there it was a clear and obvious miracle. But after that, what did they do? The people went into the city and they destroyed it by the sword. In other words, they went in and they waged a war. In and that was a natural thing they had to go in and conquer the city they had to do it naturally by the sword even more specific is the, the war against Midian which was a Hashem commanded um, you know take weapons people for, uh, the, the military people and they, they marched against Midian 
and they waged a war, a regular war on Sazam and the Midbar. At the same time, what happened was ish. Not one Jew died, was killed in that war. So they had a regular war, regular army. Not one Jew died. That is a war, which is a natural thing, but it's completely unnatural that not one person should be killed. So this is an example of absolutely miraculous event, but it all happened within a natural process. Alongside a natural process. Not within, but alongside a natural process. Similar to the well-known story, as a that one time a sick person came to the Alter Rebbe for a bracha. That they went to all the doctors; nobody could find anything to do for him. So the Alter Rebbe said, as is all halba that he should eat a half a matzah matzah with water when there is gezunt giver and he became well. So what is that, a miracle or a natural thing? You have a contradictory thing going on here. It's something that you're doing, he's doing something, eating matzah and drinking, which heals him, it healed him. It's something which is unnatural, but on the other hand, it's, he did something natural. No, sorry, I misphrased that. So he did something which is, he ate and so on, which strengthened him. On the other hand, is naturally speaking, eating a piece of shmura matzah and drinking water do not in any way bring healing to a sick person. They don't have healing properties to them. Especially a sick person that the doctors already dismissed. They, they had no, they gave up hope on him. So he, he needed both. He had to do something physical, eat shmura matzah and water. And it was a miracle because those things have no connection. They're not medicine or they're not known to be heal, healing for, these, for this kind of a problem. Nor canal, but it's what happened, what, as we said before, the refu is given an inyavas is teva. The his healing was something which was completely miraculous. But in a way that he had to do something natural, like eat a piece of matzah and water, and that's how the miracle came about. So it was certainly miraculous, but it was alongside a, an, a, a physical activity, something which is natural to do. Then there is a third type of miracle. Nisim hobm afil teva. Nisim is miracles which have absolutely no connection to nature, nature at all. They're completely miraculous. Like the, uh, the miraculous victory that Chizkiah the king had over Aram, I believe. And the way he put it, the king Chizkiah put it, he said, Ani Yashinamatasi. I, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep in my bed, and the, the the victory will come. That's a completely miraculous thing. He didn't even do anything in order to help along with the miracle. He went to sleep, and the miracle happened. Tess. So all these things 
Das, explaining the three different miracles, Das is Eirder Diyuk Haloshen, and this is what the Alter Rebbe meant when he said, Hifli Hashem, Hashem did incredible miracles, Vihigdili did great things, Las is Ba'aretz, and he made them happen in the world. The Gili Eirach Sidus in Yutas Kislev at Uvgetan, the revelation of Chsidus in through Yutas Kislev brought about Nishnor the Ha'aruf and Avaya Stam, not just the, that. Havaya was brought into the world in an oifim from Kaviyochu Katnus, that Havaya worked within nature to make things happen. Not in that way. That would be considered, as we said before, Katnus, the small type of miracle. Unishnar, not even the Minyafun Higdil, that Hashem did great things, that it's a miracle, an absolute miracle, but somehow alongside that we need to do uh, natural things not in an oifim von hifli Hashem but that he did it in a way that it was absolutely amazing something that is completely transcendent of nature it doesn't even have a hint of natural process like the story of Chizkiah but on the other hand as the Alter Rebbe Masayimi concludes that by saying he made it happen in the world because the purpose of Chassidus is to bring this very elevated level of the, the highest level of Avaya, as we explained, that godly energy which has no connection to nature at all, in Eretz Gufa, that has to be brought down into the world, into our reality. In other words, bringing the essence of the Mayan, of the spring, down into the furthest reaches, the earth, our world, that's the furthest place from the essence of Hashem. On the other hand, that's where the essence of Hashem is found. But in terms of uh, revelation and recognition of Hashem, we are the furthest place, and that's where it had to be revealed, on in this world. Yud says Yudua. It's known as the Kayach to Mechabazain Sosim and Galia Detoyed. How do we take the ability? Where do we get the um, ability to be able to bring together the concealed part of Torah and the revealed part of Torah? Chachas Torah Alein. Even though Torah itself tells Ein Svei Bazunder Chalakim divided into two separate areas, Galia Vesosim revealed concealed. On the Chelik from Pnimis Torah Vetangur of Sosim and the part of the inner dimension of Torah Chassidus is called the concealed part as Alpi Torah is this Nishgalia which means Torah states that it's not revealed it's something which is concealed so how do we bring that together and make it into bring together revealed and concealed this can happen because the Alter Rebbe brought out brought forth from the essence of the Torah from the very essence, core essence of the Torah Explains the The only reason that there is a difference between the revealed part and the concealed part is That's only in the way Torah is expressed, the way Torah is, the way we relate to Torah, the way Torah relates to us, uh, appears to us, the way it reveals itself to us. Over there, there's a difference in how it's revealed as a concealed thing or as a revealed thing each thing has to be defined by a certain way in which it will be 
uh, transmitted, revealed, and so on. So therefore it has to be, is this going to be a concealed part of Torah? Is this going to be a revealed part of Torah? How are people going to relate to it? But in the core essence of Torah, in the essence of Torah, there is no difference between one part of Torah and another part. Their etzim from Torah is the atzmos from hein sasim and hein from galiyashul Torah because the essence of something is the essence of every part of that thing. So therefore, the essence of Torah is the essence of the revealed part of Torah. The essence of Torah is the same essence as for the revealed part of Torah. So concealed and revealed have the same core essence. So when the Alter Rebbe was able to bring forth, reveal the essence of Torah, from the, part, from the perspective of the essence of Torah, there is no difference between revealed and concealed. And therefore, when, you, when you're in the space of the essence of Torah, both of them merge into one. Let's bring an example for this, even in the area of halacha. In Torah is alpidin da from kalos Torah has recognizes that there are certain mitzvahs which are the you know the not the most serious uh, mitzvah or avera, and there are the ones that are very very serious. So even though there are areas in Torah which are considered to be much more essential, much more important, or less important, at the same time there it's clear, the ruling is clear. If somebody says that the Torah is not from Hashem, God forbid, even if he says one, just one verse in the Torah, this can't be said, have to be said by Hashem. Even if he says one word is not from Hashem, im um, uh, If he says Moshe Amr um, he says that Moshe said this on his own. This was not transmitted by Hashem. Then he is denying the validity, the veracity of the entire Torah. So also, if somebody denies the the godly. Um, source of the explanation of the Torah the things which were transmitted and so on and it doesn't matter which if it's Shema Yisrael that he denies or if he denies that the, 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 the sister of Lavan was Timna Leuton, sorry Leuton, Timna which is something which we, we don't even understand really why it's written in the Torah whose sister, who, we don't know Leitam, we don't know Timna, we don't know any of them they don't seem, doesn't seem important to the, to the whole story of Torah to the whole uh, what Torah is about if he says that this word was not really written by Hashem that's, it's denying the entire Torah so even though the Torah itself recognizes that there are import, more important parts of Torah and less important parts of Torah. But if anyone denies even the most basic, the most simple, the most what would seem unimportant part of Torah, he denies the whole Torah. So in other words, the way Torah projects outward, so then there are things which are more important, Shema Yisrael and so on, will be an, an important part of Torah. 
others will be will reach us in a much lesser they seem much less important but as far as the essence of Torah in the essence of Torah there's no difference between a word which you don't even understand why it's there altogether and Shema or Hashem Alekein or Hashem Achad in the essence they're all the same the essence of each word is the same and therefore if you deny the essence of the most basic word you deny the entire Torah Yudalaf Al-Darachzeh is a Seich Bayidin in a similar way it's also in regards to the Jewish people Kanal Sif Dalad Nehei we've described earlier in the earlier in the Sicha as Yudas Kislev Hot Eich Ov Geton the Ichud from Sassim Adal Yishev Nishmasa that Yudas Kislev also brought about the unity the bringing together the integration of the revealed and the concealed part of the Neshama we talked about Amuna and uh, Kabbalah Soil Durch Gili Teiris Achsidus through the revelation of Chsidus was hot ulgitan dam shachafun etzim pinimis atayru which brought about the revelation of the essence of Teira is nimshri gavarim the gilif and etzim neshama that also brought out the that the essence of the neshama came to the fore became revealed bechinus yichida the level of yichida which is the core essence of the neshama when the river and that's why because it revealed Yechida which is the core essence of the Neshama so it also brought together the concealed part of the Neshama with the revealed part of the Neshama which means what? what does this mean in our life? what that means is that Amuna faith which was always seen as something which is it's sort of very external to the person because faith doesn't necessarily drive you it doesn't always drive you to do the right thing like the story with uh, a ganav uh, somebody that's breaking into a house could be praying to Hashem say you know help me be successful so he, he believes in Hashem because he's praying to Hashem but he's stealing at the same time he's asking Hashem to help him steal so it means that it was always seen as something which is slightly um, external. So Chesidus helped that the faith should also permeate the inner um, the Kaychus Pnim means uh, intellect, feeling and so on. While the Gili from Etzim and Neshama because when you reveal the essence of the Neshama is the Gili Etzim Oich von Allah because the revelation of the essence is the this, the same essence of the inner of seichel which is called the inner kaychas of the person, and amuna has the same essence. So therefore, when you reveal the essence of the neshama, it brings together that the out the uh, what's called the outer dimension, which is amuna, permeates the inner dimension, which is your thought and your feelings and so on. And just and because it's the same. It's because it's the same essence. Therefore, the mela nemtas durchala. Therefore, it's able to permeate all of them and bring them together and make them into one entity that, revealed and concealed, become one, integrated. And the same is true as you said before that the, when we talk about the the Jewish people as a whole, that that this that Yutas Kisiv allowed that the leaders should also be, should be revealed should go into the people should go and meet with the people engage with the people 
Bisachtus mit Aliden, that they should be connected not just to the people close to them, but to the all Jews in general, is just the far, while it's because Demult is Nimshrigavar and the Gilif from Bechinishi Chida Haklolis. That's when the Chsidus also brought out the core essence of the whole Jewish community as a whole. Every individual Yid has their own Yechida, but as a whole, the Jewish people also have what's called Yechida, the essence. From Klolus Yisrael, Vasmitzadem is their Kishur Vechiba from the Kema Achashlema, and therefore there is a connection of the whole Jewish entity, which means all the Yidden as a whole come together from Inbiz to Anaifim from Yachid until they become one, one and the same, they become one. So all Yidden became interconnected with each other. And the leaders connected with every single one of the Yidden. In a similar way also, is this Eichim as it translates to the world, which he meant covered before also, that Chesidus had an effect on the world. Mitzad Eiriz V'giluyim Kenizayim B'giluy Dechiba from Velt Mitten Eire Leki Shalomaylam and Eilas If you talk about the way the world came about and the way Hashem projected into the world so then the, you cannot have a connection the world cannot connect to an Eir uh, an to something which is transcendent to the world the way they project so that which is transcendent doesn't fit in to the world itself the world has no capacity to be able to connect to something which is transcendent of it. Because the, that light, that oir, is, is defined as a light which is revealed. And if he is meant to be revealed, and the world is not a place where it could be revealed, that can accept such revelation, and that oir needs to be revealed, so therefore it can't integrate with the world I need to be revealed the world doesn't have the capacity for me to reveal itself so therefore we remain separate because the world means that it's concealed it conceals the, light, the godly light and the light needs to be revealed so therefore they can't integrate but when you bring out the essence of Hashem that He is the true nature of everything and therefore he can carry every opposites and, and nothing is impossible for him therefore he can tolerate also something that sees itself as independent a yesh means an independent entity which means separate from Hashem he sees himself as disconnected from Hashem. Otherwise, he would just be part of Hashem. But he sees himself as independent. And yet should be able to be one with Hashem, with absolute, absolute oneness. And that means the world. The whole world is an entity which is a yesh, an independent yesh. You don't see that it's an extension of Hashem. And yet, Hashem could be completely revealed into it. That's only because you reveal the essence of Hashem into the world. But that could not happen with a part of Hashem which is meant to go out there and be revealed. And if the world doesn't tolerate revelation of Hashem, so then the, that oil could not penetrate the world. But the essence of Hashem can penetrate the world also, even though it's so inhospitable to Hashem's Mitzis. Yud Beis. This accomplishment of Yefutzim and Yisrael on the, all these levels, Adar Etzim, 
that the essence of the wellspring should be come one, should connect with the outer, most outer reaches. The greatest accomplishment where this what what can be seen about the coming together of the the uh, the spring itself with the outside is realized is recognized in the in the in the place where you would imagine that it cannot happen at all when it happens there then it's the then it's, that really brings home the message the found the uh, spring itself came to the furthest reaches the Friedrich Rebbe called that when it reaches even a place which is not tolerant of such a revelation at all it's a place which is completely unprepared for this kind of revelation for this kind of connection and when that happens there that's where you see the greatest accomplishment of Yafutsu Maynasecha Chutsu the fact that the spring is able to penetrate even that kind of outside, what's called outside, that on its own it is not in any way a place that it could contain this kind of this kind of uh, godliness, this kind of holiness. Not only is it not a keli, but a ke- it's not even possible that it should become a keli. Isus nor fundi. It's only because of the revelation of the essence of the of the mayonis, of the spring. Since when is because the when we talk about the spring, what it means is it's the essence of Hashem, which is the essence of all uh, existence. Is that from Therefore, he is the essence and the true nature of everything that is created, even those places which are completely intolerant, inhospitable to it. And therefore, it can penetrate even those areas, those outsides. That essentially, it's not even a place that is prepared to be able to become a keli, a receptacle for this godliness. But since the essence of Hashem is the existence of that as well, therefore when you reveal that essence, even that place can be, can receive and can integrate with the spring itself. When thus is the keshet zwischen the tzveyas boris, and that's the connection between the two explanations of Gili Teres Achsidus in Teres Achreinen. Why Teres Achsidus was revealed in our generation. Number one, one explanation was Mitzadim because of the great darkness of these generations. The other explanation was that this is a taste of the revelations that will come when Mashiach comes. How does it explain it? The Gili from Etzim Pnimis the revelation of the very essence of the inner dimension of Torah is expressed for the most part in them from the fact that it can even illuminate in the even the darkness of our generation that's the absolute greatest chutzah imaginable so if the essence of, of Torah can illuminate even the darkness of our dark generation that's the greatest chutzah imaginable 
to be able to transform that darkness into light as well and that explains why the taste of the Torah of Mashiach in Erev Shavzlach which is happening on what's called the Friday after Chatzais in the millennial speak is is connected with the time when do they allow us a taste of the Torah of Mashiach in the time when the darkness of the Golas is getting becoming darker and darker until what's called the darkness which is doubled and then doubled again from of the generations on the hills of Mashiach only that, that's where it can happen in them because only in, in that coming together of the, the Torah of Mashiach the essence of Torah with the essence of darkness which means Chutzah the furthest chutzah, that's what it truly expresses, the, the essentialness, the essential nature, the, at least we get a taste of it, not that we're getting the whole picture yet, but a taste of it, that truly expresses how essential is the Torah of Mashiach, that it can even illuminate the darkness that we are in, the furthest chutzah. Etzim Pnimis the Torah Mashiach is the essence of Pnimis HaTorah, so the light and the grass and Cheshach that has the ability to illuminate the greatest darkness, until it can even bring the darkness to be, to be light, and that night shines like day. So that's, as he explained, that where is the where is expressed the power of the essence of the Mayan when it reaches the absolute furthest chutzah? We are in the furthest chutzah. That's why the Mayan is expressed in Dafka in this generation. Yud Gimel Al Pikol Anal, based on all of this, is Mover. Now we can understand the Keshet Vishen Tzvei Perushim in Vayavasa Yaakov Levade. The two explanations of the word that Yaakov remained alone, whether it's Lakado, he remained for the purpose of his jars or or compared to Hashem being on his own because it's in the when Yaakov becomes busy in elevating the small jars which means the, the lowest kinds of birurim, the most fur, the, the birurim, the elevation of the furthest lowest place which means the absolute darkness and concealment of the world is nikir. Only there can you truly recognize venirgish and feel the taichum from the kudus the meaning of v'nizgav Hashem levade. What it means that Hashem is alone. What it means that He is so removed, so high, so great. What expresses His greatness? The fact that He can go down into the furthest reaches of chutzah. The real meaning of the s of the oneness of Hashem, which means that He is alone and there's nothing else. Which comes from you know expresses the essence of Hashem as the When do we see that He is truly alone and nothing else is in? There's nothing else. Is when there is something which is an absolute yesh something which totally rejects Hashem. It declares that it's independent from Hashem. So when even that 
is nishkan stiritz avdus is baruch. Even that doesn't in any way um, do anything to the unity of Hashem. He's not offended at all. He's not. It doesn't matter. Could say whatever he wants. I still remain who I am, and I can go down there and I can illuminate him. Because since Hashem is the essence of everything, therefore He is also the essence of that rejecting Metzias, that uh, world that says, I am independent. Because the essence of the Yesh Hanivra, of the thing that says, I am something, is really an extension of Hashem being, I am the true existence. So when a person or the world says I am a, an existence, it's because it expresses the I am the true existence of the essence of Hashem. And that is recognized when the essence of Hashem is revealed. <laughs>